Has anyone surprised anyone? Like, is anyone even the slightest bit shocked about the coverage of the racism in Ukraine? I'm Lynn Ferguson here, your host today. I'm Lynn Spins, and uh, we are going to dive right into these reports we've received of racism, of, um, you know, uh, discrimination, of segregation within Ukraine in 2022 as they tried to evacuate, uh, facing discrimination of their own from Russia, but not for race, obviously. More so nationality. It's really crazy. Um, it's something else of a situation. Um, we've got reports that uh, officers uh, of Poland and Ukraine are held, holding black people, Africans who've come over there for student, um, you know, studenthood <laughs> uh, to study uh, at the schools that Ukraine offers and um, benefit themselves and benefit Ukrainian economy by going to school there. And here they are being forced uh, at gunpoint to stay where they are and not proceed further and evacuate. (laughs) To give time for white people to be evacuated first. Indian people are um, being told to wait for the white people. Black people are being told to wait for the Indian people. This has been covered by, thankfully, Joy Reid. Um by um, Mr. Hassan, a few other people who have covered it, um, um, at least whom I've seen, um, who I've seen through Western media. But this Ukrainian issue, as you know, is not little covered. It's it's not sparsely covered, uh, rather. You know, everyone sees the news about Ukraine and so many people have been praying. So many of my people have been praying for Ukraine, my family, my friends, um, and black people. Just to find out that if we were over there, they wouldn't be praying for us. And if we were included in a prayer, it'd be a sacrifice. So that they could get to where they need to go, even if it's at our detriment. And then, any other time, these European countries and Eurasian countries want to expel refugees, and now and 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 you know, think, and people who are you know not white, and now these students are being forced to stay here, like stay there. It's an unfortunately all too familiar situation. You know, an extension of the 1960s. And we're looking at it. You know, meanwhile, they are beseeching of Black people, imploring of uh, people all over the country and all over the world, including Africa, America, that we go fight to help preserve the white. And what are we going to say, people? No. That makes no sense whatsoever. You cannot expect people to fight for someone who's not going to fight for them and who are not going to fight for them. They're not even fighting to escape with them when they're over there. Why would we come to your aid? And of course, there are some who will. And I understand the reasoning, even though I don't agree. 
it would fall under the category of coon-ish behavior. Protecting someone who will not protect you, who literally works against you, you know? We've become a society that supports devils and, and, and devilry and fuckery. It makes no sense whatsoever that we have so many people who are black and people who are in other minorities, uh, um, which globally are not really minorities. Um, white people are really the, the minority in the world. Uh, so many people being, especially black people in America, being forced to forgive or pressured to forgive and or forget, you know? When family members are taken by police brutality, murder, thuggish behavior, Forgive and forget. At least forgive. And meanwhile, these people are getting away with so much. So much. Like, there's a situation I'm about to speak on in my next episode, um, possibly, um, depends on how things go, of discrimination that I face personally. Uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, this type of stuff happens all the time. And these same people will run around and say that they don't see color. They don't. Not whatsoever. Yet these same people are barring black people and Indian from leaving the country in an effort to protect their lives to save themselves like their white counterparts do they not have that right Ukraine Poland stopping black people at the border by gunpoint allegedly according to news reports do they not have the right to flee a war breaking out in their country excuse me in the country that's not even theirs. That they are there to study within, that they have contributed to so greatly, monetarily, professionally, economically. <laughs> Meanwhile, people act as if, especially in, in Europe, racism does not exist where they are. You don't know how many Europeans I've heard claim racism doesn't exist where they are, or it's very few and far between uh, the episodes of which at least, um, you know, and that this is just an American issue when we see these Karen videos pop up all over the UK. <laughs> We're supposed to believe that. Pack of lies. <laughs> Baby. Wazowski, please. <laughs> you expect me to believe that pack of lies, Wazowski? <laughs> but this is what we're told, you know? Meanwhile, I watch documentaries about this very issue permeating society and European culture in many countries, if not every country. You know? But what can we expect? What can we expect? There are reporters coming out 
making claims that um, this is, you know, Kelly Cobiella on, um, I believe it was NBC, uh, spoke out and said, um, quite frankly, these are, you know, a woman had asked her, you know, what's the difference between this and what's been going on? Because Ukraine's not a part of NATO, you know? So what is the difference between this and the plight of the Ukrainians versus the plight of the Palestinians? The plight of, I don't know if she mentioned the Palestinians, um, but she did mention Syria, Yemen, Libya, things like that, places like that. And she responded with, quite frankly, these are not refugees uh, fleeing from, from or fleeing Syria, and she said Syria with like kind of a snarl uh, on her face, her lips kind of sneered or whatever, and um, she said these people are white, they're Christian, they're similar to us. That is what this woman said, Kelly Cobiella on NBC. Appalled, absolutely appalled. It's 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 honestly just appalling. It's like, what are you talking about? Like you're really going to compare Syrian people to Ukrainians and say that because they're white Ukrainians, they deserve the creme de la creme. But Syrians, Libyans, uh, people from Yemen do not deserve the same treatment. You've got to be joking. That racism is a bit strong. Are you are you serious? Like, just ridiculous. But um. You know, it's just, it's really fascinating to watch this take place. I mean, you've got another guy, a pundit, who got on one of the news stations, Western media stations, news, and literally said, these people are European. Uh, He said that... um, they're white. Um, he said a few other things that basically informed from whence he was coming. You know, why he was saying what he was saying about why we need to help these people. Comparing them again to refugees from Middle Eastern and African countries. Then we've got another man who honestly looked a bit Middle Eastern himself, but he, he looked more white than that. But, you know, paler skin, or excuse me, darker skin for a white guy and uh, dark hair, brown eyes, had the nerve, the unmitigated goal to say, I am saddened because these are people with blonde hair, blue eyes, these are white people blonde hair, blue eyes being killed by Russia's missiles. So I'm just like, I mean, you've got other people who've made reports that these are not Syrians um, fleeing uh, the uh, missiles of Russia, uh, Russia's regimes, 
you know, these are, frankly, it's just so hard to even get it out. It's so ridiculous. These are Europeans. They are people who drive same types of cars as us. Someone else said that they watch Netflix like us. They're white like us. They are on code. They're literally on code. Do we do we see this? Are we watching people? They're on code. They know what to say to rally their people and even other people uh, behind their efforts in the name of protection of the race. It's coordinated. And the, and the way they talk about these these countries that are riddled with war, as they put it, and prone to savagery and all kinds of things. You know, these Middle Eastern African uh, countries uh, to which they refer Asian um, are uh, not the ones who started the greatest wars and some of the greatest travesties uh, and indignities of the world and of human history. Slavery is arguably one of the greatest tragedies of history. Atlantic slave trade, in particular. Uh, all of the world wars, Europe. Um, the Holocaust, Europe. You know what I'm saying? Like. There was a video going around TikTok and this black woman wanted someone to duet her video, uh, letting her know what was the most civilized period within which white people existed. And the responses were ugh, pretty ridiculous. <laughs> One white guy couldn't even speak. He couldn't even give his response. <laughs> Stuttering and like trying to come up with... <laughs> But, I mean, so quick to say that other people, you know, that, that's one of the biggest, that's one of the most common words I've heard used in this coverage, this racist coverage from the West, um, from the UK, from America, um, is civilized people. Civilized. Ukrainians are civilized. Um, but apparently people in Yemen, uh, Syrian, or excuse me, Syria, um, um, Afghanistan, Afghan, excuse me, Afghanistani, Afghanistan, um, uh, Iraq, Iran, these people apparently are, in their eyes, not civilized. This is crazy, but, but we don't threaten nuclear war. You know what I'm saying? We, I mean, like, some would argue that we don't have the power to. I wonder why that power is there. I wonder when that power has been there, how many things have been done to prove the opposite of worthiness of that power. Like, it's, it's very frustrating. 
It's very frustrating. The same people who claim, who are sitting on top of a hoard of treasure trove, of, you know, artifacts, art, history, of different cultures and countries all over the world that are not lined. Fighting with Ghana in places in Africa about the rights to their own history. Even we in America have faced bouts of things like that. I made an episode about that, about the, um, uh, I think it was called Penn's Hate University, about um, the University of Penn, you know, housing and other Ivy League schools, housing the bones, hoarding the bones, withholding the bones of black children, especially, uh, uh, who were in the um, 1970s bombing, uh, the MOVE bombing. Using them as science experiments in their classrooms. These children's bones defiled and touched by students and teachers and all kinds of people. We have to fight to get those back, just to put these women and men's children to rest. This is what is going on. This is what we have been dealing with, with these same people who are in power. And that's why when people say humans are a disease, I say, you prove to me that humans, just being humans, is a disease. Because last time I checked, there are hundreds of thousands, if not more, years of history of human uh, uh, interaction with the planet that resulted in positive things for the planet before we started dealing with imperialism, uh, uh, colonialism, um, and the Industrial Revolution that came thereafter. When... Lo and behold, the world power mostly belonged to white people. That's when these things started happening. So, you know, I mean, let's just be real about it. You know, Thomas Jefferson spoke to something in the Constitution. I don't know if it was the Constitution or just one of his writings. Uh, or a quote from him. But it was Thomas Jefferson who said that the tree of liberty should be refreshed, littered with the blood of patriots and tyrants. Ever so often, ever so often, that needs to occur in order for, you know, he looked back on societies and understood that they don't last. And the only thing that will keep them going is if we have a way of rooting out that corruption. And within these societies, corruption does persist. So we have to have a way of recognizing nothing lasts forever and the way that we get it to last correctly. And by it, I mean peace and harmony is if things change. Revolution is necessary. You know? Within every society throughout history, we've seen. 
So, I mean, I'm not trying to incite violence or anything like that. I'm just speaking to what exactly has been the standard. What exactly has persisted? Um, what has allowed societies to thrive and develop? What's caused the opposite? And this is very real information. Look it up. It was a quote by Thomas Jefferson. There it is a quote by him. And, you know, it's just, it's a, it's a really ridiculous situation we have here. And I beseech of black people not to go fight a war, whether you're an American, uh, whether you're from Nigeria, do not fight a war. That's none of your business. This is none of my business. When you, the only thing that's made it my business is that you are discriminating against my people. And now I want them to get help, you know? But if it weren't for that, it wouldn't be my business because you've already shown in what makes it my business, that you don't need to be worried about by me. You've got things taken care of. You all recognize the power you all hold because you're doing these dog whistles and you know that you can get away with that to certain degrees. <laughs> I've made reports to the FCC and uh, on Kelly Kobiela and um, I'm in the process of making reports on other people as well. Please look into that if you feel the same. We need to get this situated. We need to let people know that no longer will we allow people to uh, dissuade us from fighting for justice for Palestinians, black people in Palestine being discriminated against, having their land encroached upon and killed being killed by Israelites, excuse me, by Jews in Israel. And, um, you know, we have to speak on Syrians. And, you know, Irish people have been speaking on this. The Irish uh, MP uh, um, and many other Irish representatives have spoken and said that we need to take action regarding what is going on and in defense of the Palestinians in Palestine. Because it's unacceptable that we are so easily swayed to do something. Troops were there in seconds in Ukraine. But when it's a black country or a black people and or a black people experiencing such devastation, such hostile war time that we don't even lift a finger. Shape up. And just to mention uh, who exactly uh, we're speaking about when we talk about pundits and uh, other political leaders and representatives whom have uh, or who have uh, spoken ill. Uh, of other refugees, excuse me, other uh, refugees of other times and of other races. Um, those include Kelly Kobiela. We did mention her comments and her name before. Uh, uh, comments made on NBC and other news stations regarding what's happening in Ukraine compared to other 
uh, refugees um, in other uh, countries and nations. Uh, Charlie Degada is actually the man who went on to say uh, verbatim, but this isn't a place, with all due respect, like Iraq or Afghanistan, that has seen conflict raging for decades, he said. You know this is a relatively civilized, relatively European, and he also said, I have to choose those words carefully too, uh, city where you wouldn't expect that or hope that it's going to happen. So, you know, I mean, just completely frustrating and completely uh, racist commentary. And then uh, we also have commentary from Prime Minister, uh, 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 Bulgarian Prime Minister, mind you, uh, Kirill Pekov. And uh, he went on to say uh, that the migrants were Europeans, speaking about the um, Ukrainians, and not refugees they're used to seeing um, or they're used to. Um, he said that they are intelligent, they're educated, and <clears throat> unlikely to spread terrorism. Um, and that was reported by the New York Times. So, you know, this is crazy. You know, we've got people of every stature, of every caliber, um, of one minority, um, seeing, or majority, however you want to put it, speaking on this in such a way that is just despicable. Absolutely despicable. Like, this needs to be taken care of. Uh, these these issues need to be handled. Uh, these people need to be uh, rep reprimanded. I would consider uh, filing a consumer complaint uh, with the FCC, Federal Commission's Commission, excuse me, Communications Commission. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, if you file a complaint with the Federal uh, Communications Commission, uh, then uh, you could get a consumer complaint filed uh, for wa having to watch this on your screens and having to deal with such uh, racist and uh, indoctrinating language uh, about white people versus uh, everyone else, basically. Again, that's the Federal Commission Communications Commission, the Federal Communications Commission, and you could file a complaint um, with them. You could call them um, as well at 888-CALL-FCC, uh, so 888-C-A-L-L-F-C-C. All right, just wanted to give you that special message at the end of this so that we could get some kind of accountability.